You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. VIP Days is a business offering reflection of one of my most important and our company's most important values, which is presence, bringing that back to the forefront of who do you need to be present for. It allows for you to remember why you started your business and who you started your business for and recognizing that it doesn't have to look like everybody else's success and wins for the business to be successful for you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are reminded to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. So today is one of those marathon recording days, and the reality is, is that Even when they're long days, when I have episodes that the conversations are just lighting me up and there's so much goodness coming out of them, particularly when it's like, oh, I knew this was going to be good, but I didn't expect that little piece of goodness. Thank you. I get really excited. And this episode is, is a great example of that. I had the distinct honor of having Jordan Gill here with me and I just, I absolutely loved being able to talk with her. And I love that she is creating something that really gives an alternative for those of us that have brands and that are working directly with clients, ways to not be face-to-face with burnout and not know how to get out of it because we don't feel like we have options. She has just created something that I think was just, it, it was it it was so timely of how it showed up for me a few years ago when I first learned about it. And that concept of working in this way has definitely really shown up in pretty much everything I do. Even when it's not a VIP day, it definitely makes me question, how can this be done differently? And what are other options? And in some cases, it, it has kind of taken what almost feels more like a, a VIP day format, which is what our implicit to explicit masterclass has done, because it is something that we do in one day and it supports everything else that we do from there. And so this conversation was long overdue, but I'm so excited to bring it. Let me tell you a little bit about Jordan. Jordan is the operations consultant and founder of Systems Saved Me. 
Jordan helps burned out service providers to replace their monthly retainers to virtual VIP days. Her program, Done in a Day, has supported over 270 students to create and sell their first VIP days. She also has a podcast called Systems Save Me with over 300 episodes all about how business owners navigate success with systems, of course. She currently lives in Dallas, Texas with her Cavapoo Vivian and collection of a thousand piece jigsaw puzzles. When we talked about puzzles, I was like, you're making me miss puzzles. I used to do them as a kid with my dad. I'm like, I kind of feel like I need more. And in the article, you'll be able to actually click on the direct links to be able to go and learn more about the VIP days that Jordan teaches about um, what she does. And you can also learn more at Instagram. So all of those links will be there. And so it's time for you to listen to me and Jordan Gill. Get into it. Ready? Let's do it. Hello, Jordan. I am so happy that I have gotten you here because I have (laughs) wanted to talk to you for quite a while. So welcome. Welcome. Yes. Thanks for having me. I Ditto that I've been wanting to uh, get connected with you as well. So I know that this is going to be a great convo for us, uh, but also for the listeners too. Oh my gosh, yes. And being that, you know, we've kind of lived like 25 lives in the time since like 2020 up until now, (laughs) it's, it's, it's been interesting to see some people still being consistent, still doing what they do and still kind of having that same conversation and reminding people like, Hey, you know, you have access to this. You can do this too. And it's been, you know, really awesome. Just kind of witnessing you staying the course and doing what you do and doing it well and reminding people that you can do things completely differently than what you've been told you could. And that in this, that right there, that type of like, <laughs> I'm disrupting, but you don't even realize I'm disrupting. I'm here for all of that. <laughs> Great. Glad you see it. Because <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And I, I think that that's important because people are very accustomed to not doing things in the prescribed way, having to look a very specific way and giving somebody alternatives to that doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to come with a bunch of ruckus. It doesn't have to be something that is contrary. You have done it in a way that is very much like, I want to give you an alternative. This has worked for me. It's worked for other people. I want you to consider something that allows you to reclaim something that is not based in the foolishness of hustle culture Mm-hmm. And to be able to get away from that. And and let's be honest, this entire thing is given by somebody that is not a white man. And I just I just had to kind of call that out too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so as we dig in, I want you to share what you would define a VIP day to be, because I think it's something people have heard, but I think it's important for them to know how you've kind of coined it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how I define and how we, I guess, at our at our team and at our company define VIP days is that they are a four-figure offering, and that's a minimum four figures. So don't don't put a limit on yourself on that maximum. Uh, a minimum of four-figure uh, offering that lasts between three to eight hours uh, within a 24-hour period that leads your client through a transformation or process or system. And 
initially when people think about VIP days, they think like, oh yeah, I do those. Like I do a strategy session or I do a power hour or an ask me anything, pick my brain scenario. And while nothing is bad or wrong about those offers, it's just not what a VIP day is. A VIP day is about an intentional journey that you're taking somebody on. It's not a you sit here, ask me questions, and I answer them. It is, I'm going to lay out the yellow brick road, and we're going to go hand in hand and frolic down it together, and we'll get an end result at the end. And so I found that uh, that's super helpful for a lot of people. And again, you can have those other offers or those other ways of, of chatting with people. VIP days are like just soaked with intentionality and simplicity to where Again, something that maybe you have been able to do in a couple months or a couple weeks, you can actually then, you know, kind of hold it down even more into a single day delivery. Um, so thinking like people who build websites, you know, you can build a website in two months, three months, six months, I've even seen. And also you can get a website done in a day. Uh, and that's the simplest, you know one that a lot of people can understand, but I know there's a lot of nuances with coaches and, and other uh, folks who are interested in VIP days, but uh, I wanted to give little test tastes and testers on uh, what it could look like. So the question that I have for you that I think um, some people may wonder is if, like you mentioned, like people may have this concept of what a VIP day is and it's not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. in the context of what you just laid it out to be. Mm -hmm. um, and they might think, well, I don't know how to get there or that's mm -hmm. not how I can work. And yeah. I kind of want to blow some holes in it because I feel like it can be very easy okay. to be like, ah, that's not something I can do in my industry. So I would love for a mm -hmm. second for you to just be like, mm, let's, let's give like two things, like let's debunk why that's not accurate. Yeah, love it. And that's one of my favorite questions because I just love to uh, to smash it with a hammer. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> please do. Please yeah. do. <laughs> uh, so I'll give some really interesting examples that will be like, okay, if this person can create a VIP day, I totally can. Uh, but before I do that, some something that I want to highlight when you're working with somebody on a longer term basis, there's a lot of things at play that delay the transformation or result for happening for people. One of them being that, you know, the client reschedules a call or doesn't give you what you need to progress the transformation along. Um, you know, there's just so many delays and confusion points when you're working with somebody long-term that pretty much get eliminated <laughs> when you're doing a VIP day. Because instead of working with somebody you know, for three months and every week they need to give you some sort of uh, homework or form or whatever the case, instead of that, you now are asking for all of that upfront. So there is no VIP day unless they do the pre-work is what we call it. Unless they do the pre-work where they give you all of the copy in the photos or they give you all of the journal entries and the meal, you know, breakdowns or whatever the case is all of that stuff is happening up front and those client delays again those don't really happen with a VIP day because it's one day it's sun up to sundown not the entire time but there's a natural boundary for clients to understand when it is okay and when it is not okay to contact you to 
uh, work with you and all of that sort of stuff. So with VIP days, I've just found that the the beauty of boundaries is already set up in your favor that the, the items and things that you have to address during longer term offers literally become obsolete with a VIP day, which is really beautiful and wonderful. Now, some examples I'm going to share of really intriguing VIP days um, are uh, specifically for my coaches. And because people think, okay, cool, a website's a website, a funnel's a funnel, a system's a system, you know, social media is social media. But what if I help with something that's deeper than that? What if my result or transformation does take a long time? You know, if, if you're in the health coaching space or uh, just things that actually take some time. And there's, there's a few ways you can go about this. Number one is you can actually create a VIP day that's what um, – that we have as a qualifying VIP day. And what that means is, you know, maybe I can speak for myself, but I have had clients that I haven't particularly liked working long-term with. And so instead of having to keep that client for a long amount of time because of the revenue that they're bringing in, I can actually put a VIP day up front So people can't even work with me and my long-term retainers until we do a VIP day together so I can learn their quirks, I can learn how they work and operate, I can see if they're going to be respectful, I can see all of these things that are important to me, that we have similar values, and then if the VIP day goes well, then, you know, enter the gates and we can work for a long time. Or if it didn't go so well and you're like, this is not going to work out. At least I got paid a decent amount of money for just a single day of my life. And we can right. just bless and release and never have to speak again. <laughs> you know, so it, it allows for kind of that gatekeeping um, for you to work with those clients that you really love and enjoy and you want to work with long term. And then the others you can, you know, bless and release and, and have them go their own separate way. And one way that I saw this done was, again, this is probably the most intriguing VIP day I've ever seen created. And it was a woman who was a musician and she was able to, her VIP day was creating a personalized song that helped people to overcome their trauma from PTSD. And when she came to me in the DMS with this, this idea, I was like, wait a second, let me, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me think about this for a second. And really, I love a good challenge. And so I went and talked to kind of a lot of my woo-woo friends. The most woo-woo I am is I have a candle burning in my bath. Um, But (laughs) I went to my woo-woo friends and was like, okay, speak with me for a second about the realities of if you think there is a market for this. Um, And they were like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, One of them even was like, send me her way. Like, I want to be a referral partner for her. And it was really awesome and amazing. And because I knew the work and the transformation she did was great. I just was curious about the VIP day nature of it and if there was a market for that. And so she, that's what she does now. And so she um, is somebody who, again, they, they, her clients come to her, they talk about their, their trauma. She then goes off, creates this music that is has different tones and and melodies and things that help to bring about change and reflection about the trauma and then literally she produces it and then she gives it to them at the end of the day um, for them to go and use um, in their healing journey and I think that is just freaking amazing 
I would never have even thought about. I'm like, <laughs> I know. okay, now I feel like I need to know about this human because I'm like, wow. <laughs> I know, wow. right? Pretty amazing. Well, and the biggest thing that stood out to me from what you've been saying is number one, it's it's an a huge act in boundaries, like mm-hmm. getting clear on what yours are and what you want other people to respect and figuring out ways to put that in place. And I feel like there's too often in business that we don't create those uh, at the exchange of, am I going to lose money because I have boundaries? And I think that that's a yes. lie that we give ourselves to be boundaryless and creating those boundaries in that container. It, first of all, just acknowledges, like you said, like things will take as long as you let them to an extent. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also it does give you an opportunity to figure out, is this a, a, a good fit? And yeah. it is something that like we do um, from implicit to explicit, which is our values masterclass. And that is, if you'll do this, like we're not, th- nothing happens after that. There's no mm-hmm. other service that's going to happen short of someone that wants to be in our community, in which case you can come in and do that. But having that first does help to address, is this a good fit? What could be possible? You know, does this make sense for everybody involved? Yes. And it also makes sure that we have what we need to do anything else, because without that, we can't do the next things. And having that really just, it, it changed everything because before we put that in place, we would have these points where it's like, but something's missing. And then once we put that in, it was like, oh, yeah, we can't do anything unless you go through this with us. Because people love to show up to to, to businesses and brands and be like, yeah, I've already done this. So here's this piece. And it's like, I can't do anything with this. It's like coming to somebody because you want a cake and being like, okay, here's this cake mix. Can you make a cake out of this? I, no, <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> there's nothing I can do with this. And so really figuring out how to set things up for what you need and the way that you need them and being clear about that and making sure that everybody's um, energy and outcomes are being respected and considered. I think it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Agree. So when we talk about this, I think it's obviously very clear how this shows up for people's businesses from a very tangible standpoint. What I would love is for you to maybe give some insight on how you've witnessed this complete structure change from, again, what we're, what we've been programmed to kind of run our businesses like, how you've witnessed this change people's lives and their, their mindsets around their business. Mm-hmm. I think that people, when they first start their businesses, have so much hope and excitement and dreams and and all those things and then kind of as you get into business they you tend to not touch back in with those and i found that with vip days it it allows you and encourages you to remember why in the heck you even started your business in the first place like I'm pretty sure it wasn't to be spending endless amounts of hours at the computer. I'm pretty sure it wasn't answering Slack pings in the middle of your son's baseball game. I'm pretty sure it wasn't to feel like you're having to hustle and bustle for every client that you get. Probably not. VIP days are a reflection of one of my most important values, 
which is presence. Mm. And for me, I am extremely diligent about the energy that I spend because when I am here on the podcast, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at my email. I don't even have Slack up. I'm, I'm fully present here doing this podcast with Erica. And then when I am, you know, in my coaching call, I am a hundred percent there, not paying attention to anything else that's going on. Same thing with my life. When I am puzzling, you know, with my bonus son and we're, you know, doing puzzle races and things, I'm a hundred percent there. Like, and I want more of that for people because that's one of the greatest gifts that you can give somebody is the gift of your presence, like full attention, full engagement. And that doesn't happen anymore, right? Like everyone has 17 different things that they should be doing every minute of the day somehow. Mm, And it's like, this is not what life is about. This is not how we are intended to live our lives. And so VIP days is a, is a business offering reflection of one of my most important and our company's most important values, which is presence and bringing that back to the forefront of who do you need to be present for in that moment with VIP days? You know, I'm fully focused on my VIP day client. And then when I'm off, I'm fully focused on my own self-care and my family. So it allows for you to remember why you started your business and who you started your business for and recognizing that it, it again, like you've stated multiple times, it doesn't have to look like everybody else's success and wins for the business to be successful for you. And for a long time, I was one of the only systems people doing VIP days and I was cool with that. And you know, it came to a point two years ago where when I started my program that it was like, why aren't more people doing this? And it's like, oh, duh, because no one's talking about it, Jordan. So now you have to talk about it. Uh, but it's 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 been really awesome to see the the clients' lives and and what they've been able to do between you know uh, funding their dream wedding uh, in a campsite with all their family and friends and being able to pay for it strictly with VIP days, paying off student loan debt, buying an RV to go cross country, camping all summer long with their family, simple things like being able to pick up their kids from school every single day, um, you know, being able to care give for aging parents. I mean, there's, it's, it brings you back to what's important. And again, not to say that work isn't important because goodness knows I, uh, I love the work that I do and we're humans. Like we aren't robots who just are constantly needing to produce something. Like mm-hmm. it's just as important to be than it is to just be producing. And I think that a lot of business models, and I can say this because I, I run a program and it's very different energetically than VIP days. And those longer term offers can really, if not put in a container that uh, supports what's most important to you, it can grow wildly out of control very, very quickly and people needing everything from you and it becomes, you know, another client. Um, so that's, that's really what I've witnessed. And that has always been my intent from day one. I, first of all, love everything you said, but when you talked about presence, That is something that feels like it's at such a premium because people don't feel as though they can afford to be present for one thing and one thing exclusively. 
at any mm-hmm. given moment. And self-included, so no yep, judgment yep. here. Like it's <laughs> totally, it's a, it's, it is not always a, an easy or inherent thing to pull toward one thing in that moment and to do that thing well, and to give yourself permission to do that. We feel so pulled in so many directions, and I do think that being able to figure out what it is that we can do that will across the board allow living to feel as though we have permission to be more present is is huge. We can't talk around topics. We have to use language to call it what it is, no matter how palatable it may be. And in order to get to that point, you want to be in alignment with what matters to you and why. You're hearing this laid out today and how Jordan talks about VIP days and how we can support what matters most to you. Being clear on this means that you can chart a course that prioritizes your values and the impact that they can create. Leading through your values means being explicit about what you support and how your actions are aligned with that. Every person you hire, every business you buy from, that brings you closer or further away from your values. These decisions will ultimately shape your company culture. So if you're ready to dive a little deeper, Indy and I can support you with that. You can sign up for the Implicit to Explicit Masterclass today by visiting pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit. So, okay, slight pivot, but not really. So (laughs) imperfect allyship is something that I talk about a lot here. And we talk about it a lot in Pause on the Play. And the reality is, is that it's really about understanding that someone that maybe does not look, live, or love in the exact same ways that you do, does not have access or resources or some type of platform or privilege that you do. And you deciding that you're going to utilize what you have to address those disparities. And that Mm -hmm. sometimes is someone that comes from a a very different community or someone that, you know, does identify like you. And the reality is, is that you just happen to maybe have a surplus somewhere and you want to spread that around. Um, And I think that that obviously shows up in business from a sense of, you know, hey, people might not know about you, but I have a platform, let me showcase you. Or, hey, you know, this is what you do. I think it'll be great. Let me support you and maybe getting a wider audience in life, you know, with the types of uh, causes that we're able to support with the time that we can free up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are some ways that imperfect allyship can intersect. Um, and that's just from my view, but being that VIP days are absolutely your zone of genius. How have, how have you possibly seen that that actor mm-hmm. concept of imperfect allyship can be supported with a VIP day structure? I think that when it comes to any high ticket offer, the worry can be that it then triggers that this is not accessible for everyone. And I'm not going to fight that uh, that comment because it's true. The VIP days are high ticket and they are expensive and they are not, quote unquote, for everyone from a financial uh, standpoint. Asterisk. What 
allows for somebody to give back time is when you're able to make sure that, you know, the business model you have fully supports you financially. That's just part of how a business works. And so if you are similar to me and and have maybe four to six VIP days that you uh, offer every month and you make a decent living from that, imagine what the other 26, 25, 24 days in the month, what you could do with your time for free, quote unquote, in the sense that if you want to, you know, have a podcast that's free and to share knowledge with, if you want to do free workshops, if you want to give your time back and volunteer at your kiddos school and in different areas of, of support that's needed, there's so much more time for you to do that because you only are taking up a couple of days in a month to focus on financially supporting your business and you. And so I see it working hand in hand with imperfect allyship in the sense that, again, your VIP day is not for everyone. However, it allows you the time and the financial freedom to have more space in your days, weeks, months to help those who, you know, don't have the same privileges and whatnot as you. And that is such a great gift. And and when people really look at how how change happens, um, it's not uh, overnight and it's not uh, always a quick fix. Um, So, you know, I'll be transparent in a moment where – I know you can't physically see me, so I'll describe myself. I'm biracial. My mom is white and my dad is black. And I um, am somebody who's always struggled with identity um, and not feeling like I belong to any group because I was a mixture of, historically, two groups of people who uh, have difficulty getting along, um, and rightfully so. So... It's always been um, top of mind for myself to really be able to create rooms of people who do not look like each other, who come from different backgrounds, who have different perspectives and lenses. And that's always been extremely important to me. And in June 2020, uh, so May 25th was when George Floyd was murdered, and I was putting on a summit at the time and I had just really pulled it together um, within like a month and a half uh, and grabbed eight friends and was like, hey, I want to do this thing. Can you talk? And when George Floyd was murdered, I went into uh, a bit of an emotional time. And as we were selling tickets, uh, I was getting DMs from people who like I am very grateful for, they DM'd me and said, hey, I'm actually disappointed in the lack of diversity in your speaker lineup. And that hurt. Uh, And again, I say I'm grateful because as somebody who this is extremely important to me, I, I made a mistake 
And so in that moment, I apologized publicly to my Instagram and to my email list, which are the really the two biggest places that people uh, connect with me. And, and I vowed to do better. And that is something that I'm really grateful that people have given me another chance to do because it is extremely important for me, for people to see diversity, not only in race, but, you know, in neurodivergence, in chronic illness, in size and weight, in all, all the aspects. I, I want it to be as, as diverse as it possibly can. And it's been wonderful. We just had our fifth virtual conference. And one of the main takeaways that we received was, man, this community is diverse and I love it. Uh, and so I'm really grateful that, again, it was a mistake on my end. Um, and I was able to vow and hold up that vow to showcase that this is a true value of mine, um, both in the uh, events that I put on, but also my team, uh, but also our community inside of our programs. And so I know I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I also want to come to the table with, you know, even as somebody who again, as, as a woman of color, uh, I've made mistakes in this area as well. And I'm imperfect as well. And yet I'm still continuing to show up and I'm continuing to create the environments and the communities that I want to have that are diverse and that showcase different perspectives and experiences and lives. Um, and so I, uh, I encourage you if if this is something again with with being imperfect as a Enneagram one, it's it's difficult for me to uh, to fight my perfectionism, but it's much better for you to to try and to show up anyway versus cower in the fears of you know I could have been called out, I could have had all sorts of things happen because of me standing in my mistake back in June 2020. And I did it because it's important for me to show up and for me to admit to my mistakes and for me to do something about it. And if if people aren't willing to do that, then, you know, we're going to stay stuck in, in the same place that we are today. So I, I want to acknowledge, Jordan, that you didn't you didn't have to even share what the pieces were behind it and what that felt like for you and to to share that i want to acknowledge that that really does mean a lot thank you because these i feel like when 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 there's a story out there it feels very removed and it's easy mm-hmm. to think of this person as as somebody that you know you don't know they're not humanized and there's also a disconnect of not being able to see their humanity and that, Hey, like we're learning and the only way that we're going to learn at certain points is to make missteps. Like that's going to happen. And it's yes. not the mistake. It's what you do next. Yes. And what you laid out is also something that honestly, I think sometimes people miss because when they hear imperfect allyship, because of so much that did happen in the wake of all of the collective trauma that I think black people were experiencing on top of COVID with all of the murders of black people publicly, which was not new, 
but George Floyd felt like just a a, a culmination in that moment of like, just no more. And I think that it's so often that allyship is only discussed as a white person being an ally to a black person. And the reality is, is that for us, allyship is about black people being black, being allies to other black people, particularly when we talk about intersectionality, it is, you know, talking about someone that happens to possibly be Middle Eastern, being able to be an ally to someone that's Asian. Like this, they could be anything, someone that's neurodivergent, being an ally to someone that belongs to the LGBTQIA plus community. It's understanding that any of these things that are different about us or that we share, that there might be a way that I could be in support of you. And what, you know, what will those actions look like? And I think that when... When you don't happen to be um, of a of, of of a mixed race or you know a, a someone that came from a interfaith relationship, you don't always understand what that is, and you don't always understand what your actions of allyship look like and what it looks like for someone mm-hmm. to be an ally to you. And as someone that has um, children that are partially, I guess, all me and all dad, who dad is white, mm-hmm. you know, I try to do anything possible for them to help them have that sense of self. And I also know that I can't hold it for them, mm-hmm. but I understand that yes, I'm their mother and there is a part of allyship uh, that I, they are something that I am not. I'm, I'm a black mm-hmm. woman. Both of my parents are black and I want them to know that I am in support of them. And that feels like a start at a young age of what it is to be on the giving and then receiving end for them of imperfect allyship. Cause I'm not perfect. None of us are, but nothing doing nothing. That's where we run into problems. Exactly. hundred percent agree. And I thank you for, you know, as you know, a, a biracial kid, there's, there's a whole, um, there's a lot of experiences I've had in difference, you know, between a lot of folks that, you know, how can I, I seem to represent for a lot of people what cannot be, right? right. And so I, I just want to say I, I appreciate that you're starting that early. Um, it's not surprising to me, but I'm, I'm glad that you're starting early with those conversations with your children. Um, and, you know, I bless my parents. My parents are wonderful. I don't think that they had the tools um, to help me with that. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of your kiddos. Oh my goodness! Is my it's it is genuinely my pleasure because um, my my kids came out the womb thirty five years old, so I have, I have these these two little you know old people, and I I am fortunate in that I can have right. you know very open conversations with them, and you know with everything that did happen in twenty twenty, it didn't feel like it was something that couldn't be a part of conversation. Because, you know, oh, they're not going to understand or they're not going to get it. So having some of those things normalized already and having the space to continue that was really helpful. And in knowing that all of the pieces of navigating identity in any way, shape or form Mm -hmm. for those of us that we didn't have any of these conversations very often growing up, most of us, this was not totally. no, it didn't happen. And so figuring out how we can then do that and model that, 
I feel like when we can explore that in life, then it can also show up in, you know, what we do in our businesses, what we do with our brands, the people that we support, the people that we hope to partner with and be supported by. And I feel like it's just really showing a conduit of where we can provide opportunities and access and dialogue and spaces that we didn't have, but we want to be a part of creating that change. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. So one of the things that I think is very important, you know, being that we did mention 2020 and I don't think it was just about 2020, but as somebody that um, in the DEI space, 2020 absolutely put me in a space of, of burnout. Like I didn't know it then. I look back and I'm like, oh, that was full burnout um, yeah. because of trying to navigate my own um, trauma of going through what was happening. And of course, we're still in COVID and I had two kids mm-hmm. home while trying to figure out how to work. And then all of a sudden having everybody like, hey, I need help. And mm-hmm. some of them wanting and needing help and some just needing to not be canceled in that moment, if I'm being honest about it. Mm-hmm. Um And so I don't think that burnout is really ever a new topic for any of us. Now, I think for a lot of us, it's being languaged, which is great. Like we just didn't have words for it. Now we do. And figuring out how to not be there uh, any way possible um, when it comes to your boundaries, when it comes to your working hours, when it comes to taking apps off your phone, like insert tactic here. But I think staying away from burnout as much as possible is, is a big thing on everybody's radar. And so I would love for you to share how you think that that structure and the boundaries that come with VIP days can support those that have a business or are seeking to create something and want to put that intentionality in place early on, how it can support mm-hmm. minimizing that risk of being yeah. in burnout. Yeah, I, uh, you know, burnout is, it usually isn't just one thing that is causing the burnout. Like you expressed, you know, in 2020, there's kiddos being home, there's spouses and partners being home, there's, you know, especially in your work, people really demanding you to help them. <laughs> um, and it, it, it usually is a, a again, a combination of multiple things. And so while, you know, I'm going to speak to more of the business side that doesn't alleviate um, burnout when it comes to life. Um, Like, for example, like I have really intense sensitivity to noise and sound. And so even the fact if, you know, my husband is watching TV and my bonus son is playing video games at the same time and all of that noise, like, that starts to wear away at, and I'm not burned out because of the noise, but that can help to really put pressure and whatnot onto me that then makes everything else feel harder. And so while I'm not going to talk about life stuff, I do want to preface by saying that a lot of times it's in multiple areas of your life and not just in one area because we're humans and we're not, we think we're good at compartmentalizing, but we're actually not. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought I was really good at it. Um, and then through therapists and things are like, no, actually. Uh, so, you know, in business, 
I think it's 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 time for us to stop apologizing for what we need to be great. You know, for me, I am not a morning person. Okay, like you do not want me to come and and speak or uh, do a podcast interview or do any of these things in the morning because it's probably going to be a slur of words that just like don't make any sense to anyone. <laughs> and so instead of me fighting, you know, my natural, you know, I've, I have chronic fatigue as one of my chronic illnesses. And instead of me honoring the fact that I need to sleep in until nine or 10, and then I'll get my work done in the afternoon. If I didn't honor that, then, you know, I'm not giving my, my best in, in everything that I do and doing things in excellence, which is a huge, another value of mine. And so instead of being like, I'm so sorry, I can't do the morning or I'm so sorry, like all this apologizing going on instead, it's like, I, if you want my best, here are the hours that you can have my best. And, and realizing that you're actually not doing somebody a favor by not honoring what you need first. And realizing that by you, you know, making yourself more available or more uh, accessible or things like that, it's actually a detriment to both you and the person that you're trying to help. Because we all want each other's excellence. We all want the best out of everyone. And if you don't know when your best is or how your best is or things like that, then I encourage you to take a look at that and be totally okay and feel great about what you need in order for that to happen. Again, for VIP days, you know, I would do a VIP day and the next day do absolutely nothing (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I'm just going to rest. I'm going to sit in my love sack beanbag and watch, you know, trash TV or whatever and puzzle. So, and being totally okay with that and not feeling like, well, I should be marketing or I should be should, 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 should. Uh, it, it really is important to take that time to get to know yourself and know that, hey, I'm going to need to rest the day after. Or, hey, you know, I do things better when I can pre-record interviews versus speaking on stages live. Or, you know, I know that I'm not as great with writing and things. It's something that I'm... Uh, getting better at, but I don't do guest blog posts. I would much rather do a podcast interview that's much more enjoyable to me and lights me up more. So instead of apologizing and feeling like your boundaries and what you need to be great is a deterrent for people or makes other people have to compromise or puts them in a bad position. It's actually the opposite. In my personal opinion, I feel much better when people can tell me what they need to be great. And then I can deliver on that or say, actually, that's a, uh, that's not going to work with my values and what I need or whatever the case is. And it's okay to be able to say no based on how you show up excellently. Uh, you know, so I definitely want the business owners to, really feel in power and grounded in what they need, because that's how you minimize the risk of experiencing burnout. That is how you can deliver greatness without sacrificing your own sanity or your own needs um, as a human or as, you know, enter whatever here. So it's, I think that 
the more our business owners get to know themselves and what makes them great, the better overall experience the clients will have as well as the business owners as well. Like it has to be a win-win. I don't know what this is about like, oh, like as long as like your clients are happy, like everything is great. That's not Mm -mm. it. That's not it. (laughs) Uh, So it has to be a win-win for both parties, in my opinion. Otherwise, it's it's, it's a no-go for me. I am for all of that because I, (laughs) one, I don't like that whole like, well, if if it makes me money and it's what they like, like, I I don't have to like it. It's fine. I'm like, "Mm, mm -mm." Mm. I don't, I don't want to feel that way about my time. And that whole piece of like, I'm not going to over apologize. That has been a lifelong thing for me to try to get out of that because I was Mm -hmm. absolutely conditioned to constantly apologize for things that were not palatable for others. And I am not here for that anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. None of that. Awesome. Okay. So as we start to wind down, Granny, you already gave a whole lot. So for all of that, I'm going to say thank you and and more because this was awesome. But as we wrap up, is there one action that you would like for those that are either reading the article or listening to this episode? uh, Is there one action you'd like them to take in order to create change? One action I would would definitely love for people to, to take after this episode is, you know, what is one, uh, I guess, need, and I say the word need specifically, uh, because for a lot of us, it's a need. What is one need that is important for you to show up in excellence? Whether that Mm -hmm. is, again, for me, a need is sleeping until 9am or 10am. That is like an actual need for me. Um, other times where my husband is sick and I have to get the kiddo ready for school? Absolutely. But the majority of the time, it's a need for me to be able to sleep until nine or 10 in order for my body to feel rested and recover. So what is one need that needs to happen? It can be as, you know, as small as a life thing as, as sleep. It can be that I only take calls in the afternoon. It is, you know, whatever the case is, but really, really think about something that you need in order to be excellent and ensure that you take steps in order for that to start to come to fruition. Oh my God. I love that so much because I love the fact that you said need and too often we're like, Oh, I don't do I want to say it's a need. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can have needs. It's safe <laughs> to need like, yes, it's a need. Oh, yeah. I love that. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm not, see, cause now you're going to make me go answer it, which yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I needed that. So I'm going to take that. Thank you. Yes. You're so welcome. And so before we go, please tell the people where they can learn more about you, where they can uh, be able to learn more about the way that you do VIP days with System Save Me. Tell them where to go and get more Jordan. Oh, yes. If you would like more Jordan, uh, the best places to go are um, our website in general, systemsaveme.com. That's plural systems. Uh, That's our website. And you can find some different freebies and goodies over there. And the most active place I am on social is Instagram. Uh, So you'll find some really interesting reels uh, that you just got to be shameless about, uh, but also uh, just chat in the DMs and we can totally have a conversation about anything uh, that was spoken about today between Eric and I. And 
yeah, those kind of are the two main places that if you're wanting more me or more VIP days, uh, those are the two best places to go. Awesome for your time, your energy, for sharing and being open and having this amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you, Erica. It was a wonderful, wonderful platform. This conversation was so on point, so needed. And I love that Jordan really was, was, was open and transparent in a way that I, I, I honestly, again, you know, I'm so thankful to her for being able to do that because I think so often people think that they can't do that. They think that they don't have access to that and they don't consider what it is that they can learn from their mistakes and how those mistakes can actually be a part of their learning. And so being able to really understand that this is a part of how we evolve. This is a part of how we're able to really move more into what we want to do more of and who we want to support and how we want to foster that support. Like this just gave so much goodness on how we show up, how we want to be present, who we want to be present for, and what are the changes we need to make. I just, there was so much here and I I'm here for all of it. And so again, thank you, Jordan. Thank you for everyone that listened. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure y'all got so much out of this one. Like this was great. People think they know what to expect, but they haven't met you yet. Biweekly, India Jackson, co-founder of Pause When to Play, has conversations exploring branding and visibility. Own your values and amplify your influence by giving the Flaunt Your Fire podcast a follow today. So as we are checking out here, I want to pause to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehannock, Piscataway, Antigua people, native to this area known as Maryland. As always, for you taking the time to be here as we are having real conversations in order to normalize the challenging things and to make them a part of your everyday exchanges, thank you. This is how we continue to remove stigma, create real change and connection. This is how together we can continue getting more people to drop the veil while challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. Thank you for being here. And until the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?